Welcome to a new episode of NY Just Fans with host Darryl, Sharman, and Chris. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast, as we come into another week of some news. Um, well, we have some recent news, basically, uh, Telvin Coleman and Vinny, uh, and I'm just going to say Vinny signed with the Jets. Vinny on the Curry. Deal. Thank <laughs> you, Vinny Curry signed on the one-year deal, so... Um, so what? <laughs> so basically, um, how y'all feel about the move? I love, I love the fact that um, that Salah is uh, kind of uh, putting his mark on this defense. Um, if you remember what the 49ers defense looked like, it was uh, very talented uh, pass rushes and uh, um, just very talented players up front. A lot of it. A lot of guys, a lot of guys that you could rotate in and out of the defense and play multiple spots on that front. Um, and I think that's what he's trying to do the same way. I, I don't think Vinny Curry is a starter by any stretch of the imagination. I think I think he's a situational guy you bring in uh, to spell uh, John Franklin Myers or, or somebody like that. Um, so um, so I like that. And um and I also, I also like, um, <clears throat> sorry guys, all of a sudden my throat. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I like the way JD is dealing. I, I like, I really like the way he's going about doing this um, because he's get, he's trying to get the most bang for his buck. I know a lot of people don't like it. Um, I, like I said, Tevin, I think Tevin Coleman is, um, is a great backup running back. Um, I think I think when in Atlanta he showed you he could do that he could average he could give you five six hundred yards for per season which is you know and then you know you you do I think I think the the system they've always they've never really had a feature guy they've never had a feature guy they've always had a running back by committee attitude so um, I think Lafleur is probably going to do the same thing I don't think. That's gonna stop them from drafting a running back, though. Probably late third, probably um, early fourth. There's a lot of there's a lot of talented guys that could fit that kind of system. So, yeah, yeah, I like the moves too. You know, they're, they're really good for depth. Uh, Vinny Curry definitely adds that good veteran presence to the defensive line as well. Former Super Bowl champion with Philly, um, so that was a great move, um, and. You know, Tevin Campbell, he, he ran very well in Atlanta under Shanahan as well. And, you know, that's why I think San Fran signed him last year, but unfortunately got hurt. And that's kind of an issue with him too. You know, he hasn't played a full season really um, in the, what, four years? He's been around five years. So, but um, I think both are good, good additions to the team. And, you know, like you said, hopefully we will draft a running back at some point in the, in the draft. You know, like you said, third, third round, fourth round, we can get really good value there at, at running back. So I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. Good move so far. Uh, they was decent. Um, I still feel an early second rounder for a running back. Uh, just just in my opinion, um, will will do much, much better for me. But um, it is what it is. Um, Joe Douglas it's is doing his job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a possibility, but. You know, we we thought JD would do you know, sign sign the guys that we thought he was going to sign them. 
things didn't happen the way how, you know, it was supposed to happen. So, you know, it is what it is. So we can't read Jay. Basically, nobody can't read JD's mind at this point. So we can say early second, maybe third or fourth, and then he'll change his mind. And we don't even know if he's going to draft a quarterback in with the number two pick or trade or trade down. That's how serious it is. Um, I, I totally agree with you, man. At this point, um, a lot of what a lot of what we're saying is basically just our feelings towards what we think the Jets should do. You know, this, this is not us trying to say what uh, what JD is going to do, because the one thing we've seen under his uh, is his administration, if you want to put it that way, at, at, at One Jets Drive, is that you actually you know absolutely nothing until he makes a move. So um, I think I think it bothers a lot of people, which is kind of weird when Jets fans used to cry um, when uh, when other GMs were here and every last word that was ever spoken behind Jets doors were blasted in on the internet or from the mouths of all these uh, these writers. So. I like it. Yeah, and this is this is the way it's done on the teams that do well. You know, like you don't hear things that come out of the Kansas City front office or New Orleans front office or you know any of the better teams, Tampa Bay. You know, like here it was. Sometimes we'd hear things, you know, through Twitter and stuff like that from these writers that, and they would just break stuff. You know, and they think, oh, there's breaking news or whatever, or they would start making up stuff. And we went through some bad times here, but. Since he's been around, uh, all that stuff has calmed down, and I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, so since free agency is about over, since all these guys have been signed, um, what grade do you give to Justin Mock? I, I would give him like a B, B plus. You know, like yeah, I wouldn't mind getting. I still think you know, cornerback would be a nice addition here. Linebacker definitely. Um, but I love the additions he made on the offense to the wide receiver room, Davis especially, um, and just now with with Coleman to the running back, that's great too. We got a good blocking tight end, which we didn't really have um, defensively as well. You know, we we finally got a pass rusher to add to our team, something we haven't had in many many years. Um, but um, uh, Hardy for special teams was also another great addition. So yeah, I, I would give it a B plus, A minus, right around there. Yeah, um, I, I I wouldn't touch A um, because I think I think one of the teams, one of the part parts of this team that suffers the most or suffered the most last year was a front interior offensive line, and uh, we haven't touched that. Um, I know Rome wasn't built in a day and I didn't expect that. Um, I, um, I'm not disappointed or anything. I, I just feel like it should, it should have been addressed in some way. And the fact that it hadn't, um, you know, probably like I said, like I said before, none of us know what their plans are, but our feeling towards the situation is that for most Jets fans, knowing what we know about the front, the offensive line, that we need, we needed help there, and uh, they should, you know, prioritize. They should have prioritized um, interior offensive line. So I'm not gonna touch an A. I'll probably give like a B minus or a C plus. That that's that's how I think it is. I love. I think, like I said, I love the the attitude of buying low and getting a lot out of it. Value 
a lot of value out of players uh, that haven't reached their ceiling yet, but could, you know, if you if you put them in the right situations. Um, it seems like that's his mantra, and I don't hate it. I think it's fine. Um, uh, I, I think I think um, I, we we signed the the, the wide receiver Killen Cole. Um, I think I think he's a a very quiet. He's going to be a very dangerous player for the Jets. Um, I don't think people pay attention to how much of a deep threat he is and how how uh, he's good after the catch. Also, he's so quick. Um, he's going to cause a lot of issues for a lot of defenses because a lot of the Jets other wide receivers are more guys that catch the ball intermediately or high point the ball like in, in Mims case. And this guy could go deep. And uh, he could do intermediate work too, but he could also go deep. So they, there's a lot of that going on there. There's a lot of guys that could do multiple things. A lot of guys that uh, haven't really realized their ceilings yet, but they have the potential if you put them in the right positions. So um, the um, going C plus, uh, B minus, wow. in my opinion. Wow. I just, I just think, you know what, with the guard, I agree, though, you know, yeah, there's certain areas that we didn't improve on, especially the interior of the offensive line, but I just mm. think he valued the guys in the draft more than the free agents that were out there for guard, you know, like, yeah, he could have signed one of the centers and then move uh, McGovern over to guard, but I, maybe they value him more as a center, um, so I, I just think, you know, he knows that it's we could get a couple of guards easy in the draft. So maybe he values that more than signing what was left. I mean, he did go after Thune, and obviously when Kansas City went big on him, you know, we were out of the – you know, we had no shot at him there. Um, so I, th that's the way I look at it in that way. But definitely linebacker and corner, I thought for sure, you know, we'd get a, a player or two more than what we've gotten. You know, obviously none in corner really, except for Hardy, but he's more of special teams. Uh, Davis, the, the linebacker, that's a good addition. But, you know, I think we're all craving for a little bit more, especially there, because there's, I mean, when you look at our roster, I think we have like four guys at linebacker right now. And that, that's not good. So, um, but obviously the ones that he doesn't get now, the positions he doesn't get now are the ones that he's going to, you know, concentrate more in the draft, you know, and, and that's, so at least we know what's coming up in the draft. Probably guards, maybe corner, linebacker, <laughs> I guess, hopefully. So. See, the problem is, is that until the Jets actually start winning games and going back into a playoff scenario, none of these players, most of these players is not going to want to come here. That's that's one. That's and, true. <laughs> and two, my thing is, is that the most fans, I get it. Y'all, y'all will want us to want them dumb, not even us, dumb to to spend all the day cap space. <laughs> we spent all the day cap money, but I think sometimes it's good not to spend all that money and get the guys that's needed for the you know get the guys that's needed for the needed spots. We had so many positions that was opened up, and when you know when the start of free agency, we had at least about almost a whole load of load of positions that was opened up and it was, and yes, you know, it's good to, to get this guy or, or that guy or this guy, but imagine spending all that cash space on five to six guys and not have money in the draft, not even to sign 
our guys like May to a long-term contract, that's that's more hell. It's doomed. <laughs> you know, so I'm so I I get it. We didn't get the guys, you know, but until we start winning games, there's not many players that's gonna come here unless if they really want to change the culture in in, in this team. I, I definitely totally agree. Um, listen, until we start winning games and becoming a place that players say, oh, man, that team is winning, I want to go there. Just like the way that they look at Kansas City and New Orleans and all the other playoff teams, Tampa Bay, to play with uh, Brady right now. You know, until we get that kind of a winning uh, feeling or attitude, whatever, back here, then you'll, you'll see players starting to decide to come here. But like you said, it's hard, you know, when – when Thune went out uh, as a free agent, yeah, we went hard for him. But when Kansas City goes hard for him and he's got to decide between us and Kansas City, that's a pretty... You're choosing Kansas City because they, easy they, they, they in championship mode right now. Right. You know, I mean, we, we don't even know who our quarterback is right now. You know, so... Um, and they got one of the best, if not the best, in the league. So you, you can't really blame Thune. can't blame any player for picking a team over us at this point. But hopefully, well, so, well, sometimes it's not even the championship about the championship. You know, sometimes they want to get a, a bang for their buck. And right. if if we're not offering what they want, which sometimes we think is over, over, um, overdrafting, you know, overdrafting, overdraft fee, <laughs> then, you know, then to us it is what it is. And, and that's what I, that's why I gave a solid B. I don't, give a, a B minus to, 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 you know, or C <laughs> yeah. or C plus to it, because like I said, we could, we could have overpaid four guys and had no money for the draft, not even the sign, not even, not even the sign made back to a long-term contract. We'd right. be doomed. We'll be back at square one again. And all fans will be pissed off. Let's fire Joe Douglas. Even I, I get it. We, we don't approve what's going on, but you know, like we have to build through the draft until we win. We, this, this team, this team is basically, they're going to look at this team and say, well, let's see if we can get some money. And if we can't get no money, then that's it. <laughs> we're, going to, Guys, we're going to a different option. Listen, my, please do not take my, my rank, my, my grade as a harsh grade as in, Oh, I wanted Joe Douglas to go out there and spend as much money as possible because I because I really didn't. And like I said before, I approve of his manner. I just believe that two of the positions that hurt this team the most has has been left out of the off the table. I'm not talking about spending money. I'm talking about attacking positions that the Jets need more than anything else. You know, I think corner. It's a, it's, a, it's a place that we probably need help at. Veteran-wise, I think there's a lot of youth there and unproven talent, and one guy, one veteran guy would help. And I think the same way, I think at least one above, slightly above average guard would help the situation here. And the fact that they haven't kind of bothers me. I'm not, I'm again... This is not about Joe Douglas going out and spending a bunch of money. I never felt like that's what he needed to do. I think in my explanation, I, I literally said, I don't want, I totally believe in his mantra of let's get as much talent as possible without paying a bunch of money. I love that. You know, I love that because 
when you're a team like you guys just said, when you're a team on the come up or on a team like a lot of people look at us as on the in the bottom basement part of the NFL, you don't have a lot of, you know, um, options and you could you have to take what you get and you have to do these play these games. And I understand that, but I am bothered by the fact that they did not try. Well, I can't say try because I don't know. But I'm bothered by the fact they, that they haven't gotten um, one, at least one uh, veteran presence at corner or one slightly above average guard to play, to play on the team right now. Um, that's, that's, my, that's my thing. Now, if, if before they get to the draft, they do that, my, my grade will go up because I think everything else they've done has been pretty good. Well, outside of Thune, there really wasn't much out there for guard, you know. But Thune's uh, not a – yeah, but did we – yeah, there was, you know. There was a couple guys out there that could have fit, could have fit. And and I think I think me and you had this conversation off of the podcast. Um, there's a guy by the name of Tri Turner that we think that could give a shot, you know. I mean, we, again, we don't think he's some kind of – we don't think that he's some kind of – uh, star in the NFL, but he's played, he's shown potential. I know that he hasn't performed up to his potential, but there's extenuating circumstances there. I think um, health-wise and and I think there was other stuff that was off the field issues that he well, was like dealing said, with. Like you said, but, there's variables in everything, right? And right, I, exactly. I, I, and we got to remember, Thune was, yeah, he was the white whale or whatever because we tried to get him last year. And everybody was putting him in a jet uniform this year. But, <laughs> right. But when, I mean, there's no way they could have over, uh, overpaid for him more than what Kansas City paid for him. Agreed. Kansas City went overboard to pay him. So if we went overboard, we would have been, it would have been ridiculous. And we'd have but to way overpay for him. Do you understand, but you understand, you understand, Chris, that I, I, I am, I'm not saying that the Jets should have overpaid for Tooney. I, right. I don't think they could have won that conver- that conversation anyway. I agree right. with you guys. There is no way you're going into a conversation with Joe Thune saying that you're going to give him money and he's going to choose you over the over the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs to the point where the Kansas City Chiefs need a guard. They need offensive. You watch the uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the only reason why they, they, were, they didn't play today to their, um, well, not the only reason, because part of the reason why is because the Bucks were playing out of their minds. But part of the reason why they did not play up to themselves was because they needed offensive line help. Imagine being the guy to answer the call for Patrick Mahomes, the up-and-coming big superstar in the NFL. What are you, what does the Jets have to give this guy that compares to that? Nothing. So that wasn't uh, going to happen. That's not yeah, even no, part of the conversation. With guard, you know, I think with guard, it's the, the only one that I could really say that I'm okay with them because there wasn't much out there for guard. Okay. And the few that were out there got signed right away. And then, yeah, we got Trey Turner, but like you said, there might be other issues there. And that's the reason why they're not going after him. I'm, I'm very upset. They didn't get a cornerback yet, but there's still yes. a few out there that we could get. So I'm not leaving that out as well. We're not going to get one. There's a possibility that the guy that was just caught by the Steelers, I mean, that guy could definitely help. I mean, there's no doubt. Exactly. But and that's my and that's my thing. And, and like I said, he wants and right. 
and all that. At, that like I said, at this at this point, this is my view, right? If they go in the next couple of days and they get that kid from from the Steelers and they get somebody else in in the market to play guard, I'm I'm I, I will my grade will go up because, like I said, right now everything else that they've done, I'm very happy with. I'm just saying for this moment right now, this is my view on what they've done. That's all. You yeah, know, okay, everything else okay. is gravy. Everything else is gravy, in my opinion. But how, why aren't you addressing the things that hurt the team more up front? That's my problem. It's not, it's not, it's not the money. It's not, it's not any, it, I didn't want them running after anybody and spending a bunch of money because I think that, like you said, you would have lost. Like you guys both said, there's no reason the Jets to go in trying to spend a bunch of money because they would have lost anyway. And even if they won, they would have been returning to the same old stuff they've been doing that have lost um, seasons for them back in all the other the GMs. So, so like I said, this, this grade is for now, at this moment, it could change in an hour. Because if they go out and they get a talented veteran corner, and then they get somebody that's a slightly above average or average at best guard, slightly better than 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 the two guys we have, Ben Roten and 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 Lewis, then I would be happy, and I could bring that grade up to a B, and I'd be and we we're, we're all good. And the one I I think we definitely have to improve too is linebacker. I mean, we only got like four guys on the roster right now in linebackers. So, and one of them. One of them can't stay healthy whatsoever, and that's Cashman. And then, <laughs> and we also got CJ Mosley, who's played two half games in two years. So, I, I, that's the one that I think shocks me the most of any, uh, any position. And there's still decent names out there. I don't know about linebacker, but definitely corner. They could definitely add to it, and then you know worry about the draft, and that's that's fine. But you know, like you said, he's he's sticking to what he's been preaching. He's going to build through the draft. And it's as simple right. as that, you know, and right. you can see it just by these last year's free agency and this year's, he's not going to go, you know, spending big money like Mac did that year when he signed, you know, CJ Mosley and he signed uh, Le'Veon Bell. He's, he's just, that's not the type of GM he is. And that's how he learned from with Baltimore to, with Ozzie, uh, with Ozzie Newsom. They've and he's pretty that. deliberate and he's pretty deliberate in what he's doing. Yes. And, and, and that's the, and that's what I like about it. And that's why I, 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 just, I just don't, just don't want to jump for joy at the moment. I, I, you understand me? And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, I think, I think like you said, another thing, again, I'm talking about God and, and corner. I love the signing of Jared Davis. I think he has, he's shown upside, but he, but, you know, he, for some reason, I don't know scheme schematically, if that's the issue. Um, why he hasn't realized the player he should have been, but he hasn't really realized the ceiling. And they're thinking that they, if they insert him in their scheme, he might realize that. And I understand that, you know. But I'm just, but for me, again, um, I think they other they signed another linebacker. I think his name is uh, I think his last name is Smith, and I can't remember. But he's a young guy too. I think he's like 24 years old. Um, you know, I, I bring him in. I, I fi- I'm fine with everything. Everything else is gravy. Why, you know, more bodies at linebacker, corner, and guard is something that, in my opinion, should have been addressed. Now, 
if they go ahead and do it, then we're then I'm good. Then the then the the scale goes up from a C plus to a B minus up to a B plus and probably A minus. All right. Um so let's so let's just do the so since we talk about cornerbacks, um go right ahead, Sharman, and do the uh the just review for the uh, cornerbacks and the safety. Yeah, since yeah, since we're talking about cornerbacks, um yeah, we're talking um the conversation around cornerbacks is is not of bodies, it's of experience and and proven talent. And a lot of those kids, they're literally young guys that have only been in the team for a year or so, um, with very little NFL start experience. Um, they're the one that we have on here. We have guys like Les Austin, uh, Corey Ballantyne, who we got from the the, the Giants sometime last year, uh, Javelin Guidry. Uh, I think he was a corner from Nebraska. I think we got in the, what was it? Chris, you remember fifth round or something like that? Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have uh, Bryce Hall, uh, who is probably probably one of the more promising uh, talents. Uh, him and Bless Austin, probably the two of the more promising talents out there. Uh, Kyron Brown and Lamar Jackson. Something that that um, they're all have in common is they're pretty big. They're like six overall, six over six, like about six foot six one, six two, um, long long limbed. Um, corners that could play outside. Um, got Javelin Gidry is the only one that um, played slot. Um, there's been a murmur from Jets fans on Twitter about Gidry probably being the starter at slot since uh, since we did not sign our former slot corner from last year, um, Brian Poole. So um, he he did show flashes, uh, uh, Gidry. Um, uh, Bless Austin has also shown flashes. Um, I know um, on this podcast I have killed him <laughs> for his for the way he's played, uh, but he's a very young guy, and maybe these this coaching staff could draw out his talent. Um, uh, I I like I like Hall, and I love what he could. I think he could do. I loved him coming out. Um, he sh- also showed flashes, and you could see him also um, struggling with certain things, but he's still so young and so new to the NFL game. Um, I think, I think he could do better. Um, Lamar Jackson also is another guy that showed flashes, had a few snaps. I think he, he had like about, uh, yeah, only like a, about 20% of the snaps at uh, last season, but he showed flashes. Um, so, so there is some talent there. Um, and just a lot of youth there at corner. Um, that's why uh, previously I mentioned a veteran would be nice um, because they might be drafting another guy there, and then he would be another young player. And without without uh, proven um, veteran presence there, I think that always helps um, to have that there. Um, to safety, and um, we know Marcus Mays, our safety. Um, for uh we didn't sign a long-term agreement yet um so at least for the first for for at least this year he's our safety um great uh interchangeable guy but he's more known to be playing free safety and he's very good at it um but other than him 
uh, at free safety, Saquon Hampton is another name that we have on, on the, which I don't know too much about, um, at, at strong safety and who we thought would probably come in and replace uh, the former safety that we tra uh, traded away was Ashton Davis, who also showed, uh, who showed promise at, at safety. And he played a lot closer to the line of scrimmage and he showed really real flashes. Um, he has great instincts and, and, um, and he has the physical and athletic build to do it. Um, nailing down the technique and, uh, and the eyes and the, and the anticipation and understanding of what to do will, will take also take experience. So um, that's youth there. I think um, we signed Lamarcus Joyner, Joyner who might help with uh, free safety, free safety, um, uh, the job at free safety. Um, I don't, I don't think he is, he, he, I don't think you want him down in the box that much. Um, I think he plays back in the back of the defense better than he plays up front. Um, so I, I think the insertion of a more talented, uh, another talented safety, somebody that could play, could switch from safety to, um, to slot in, in a, in a, in a nickel and like a nickel slot guy or a guy that could play, uh, you know, could play off like that. Um, is something they need um, in in the, in that new defensive scheme where they're probably going to play a little bit more zone. It's something they might get in the in the draft, um, but I, because I don't see anybody really out there in free agency that really fits that mold at the at the moment. So um, that's it for the uh, corners and and safeties. Uh, let's hope we get um, we get some instant talent at corner and and safety this year. Yeah, I think Davis is Davis is fine, you know, but his problem is he's, he's got to stay healthy too. I mean, I think he only played 10 games last year. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, you know, hopefully he's not going to be another one where he's going to be hurt five or six times a year or, you know, missed five or six games, excuse me. So uh, let, let's hope that gets cleaned up. Um, but um, I like the safety room corner, a lot of potential there. Slot, like you said, is Gidry the answer? I don't know. We'll, we'll see by the by the time, you know, camp opens, we'll know. Like if Poole was brought back, you know, which which wouldn't be a bad idea to bring Poole back on a one-year deal, you know, because he was hurt too last year. So, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit better now than it's been. But like you said, we definitely need to add more to that cornerback room without a doubt. So what free agents are are still out there that y'all think are, are are that can fit with the with the with uh Vabisola and Co. Well, I think corner wise, you got a couple right off the bat. You know, we were talking about earlier, Steve Nelson from the the Steelers. I mean, he's yeah. starting corner, so he's twenty eight, so he could definitely come in. I mean, other guys, you know, veteran wise, you know, everybody talks about Sherman. You know Richard Sherman because he was he played with San Fran the last couple of years. Last year he got hurt. Year before he played great. So maybe there is some kind of a match there with us, which would be you know he knows the system. Um, so I, I would go with them. Linebacker. I don't know if linebacker is. You know, there's names like Quan Alexander, but he had a, an Achilles tore his Achilles last year, so he might not be a good idea. KJ Wright is available. 
I don't know if he's the right answer. Um, Bashad Breland from Kansas City is still out there. Uh, I'm just looking real quick. If you guys think of anything, go ahead. I'm just looking at a list here. Um, did, did, did Shaquille Griffin get signed? I, yeah. I think I missed that. I think Jacksonville yeah. signed him, right? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, Eric Wilson from the Vikings at linebacker, maybe. Um, let's see. And K1 and K1 Williams is going back to 49ers too, right? Yes. Yep. I believe yeah. So. yeah. So there's there's not that much uh, there's not that much talent out there at corner. Um, AJ Bouye is a name that's kind of weird that this he's still out there. Um, but he's got a suspension, doesn't he? A couple does he? Yeah, I think he got caught with oh, okay. the, um, uh, he got caught with um, first two games, I think with Fuller, right? Didn't he get suspended with him? Sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, he got caught with PEDs. I think he had a four to Did he now? Oh, ooh, ooh, I missed, I missed that one. Um, yeah, but skim fit wise, um, some of the guys I mentioned, um, I don't know if Butler fits this this scheme more because Butler is more of a man corner. I could be wrong, but that's what he seems like to me. Um, I don't think Butler could. Um, I would, uh, Casey Hayward would, but to a 32 year old corner. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but he's, he, he isn't, he's not that bad. I don't think he's gotten to the point where you're, you know, he's trash. <laughs> like, like some people would say, um, but I don't know how much they're willing to pay him. Um, I think I think at this point, um, a lot of teams are not willing to pay some of those guys because they're they're waiting to get the money to a place where they agree on it. Um, because they try to sign them right now, they probably have to pay them uh, more than the veteran minimum, and uh, they're not willing to have that conversation right now. So, um, yeah, a lot of those guys are really, like really um, older players near nearing their thirties or in their thirties at corner at least um that's that's all the the that's a lot of the talent that's out there at corner um and and probably that's one of the issues too that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are not signing you know that's why the kid from the Steelers is probably a lot of teams are going to jump in um try to see if they sign him he's on he's he's a he's up there too right in age it's like in his in his late 20s right yeah Steve Nelson I think he's 28 yeah yeah and that's that's kind of the average age right now for the corners out there it's between 28 and 32 everybody's like at 28 29 30 31 32 yeah, um, so yeah reeling is 29 you know I, I but bringing in a veteran i think sherman fits perfect to to bring in you know you know he's perfect for the system he's great as a, a veteran to come in obviously like i just said knows the system well and he could kind of coach and mentor these younger guys that we have because we have a lot of our whole room is young. So yeah, I think he'd be a perfect match. Um, the why position it, we uh, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Sorry, why he hasn't been signed yet? I'm a little shocked. I thought you know even before free agency started, uh, everybody that was another guy. Oh, Sherman will definitely be a Jet. You know, because it makes sense, but. I think it's I think it's him. I think it's uh, he's, he's the one that probably doesn't want to do, you know, come to New York. I remember I remember listening to him on on, on a podcast talking about um 
the prices of homes around here. And he's like, I don't know how you guys do it, <laughs> but I don't think that's the issue though. I think, I think that's, I think he's a family. He's a big family guy. And the most of all these families in out on the West coast, I don't think he's at this point of his career willing to uh, move that far away from them. So um, I don't think that he'll be. Yeah. Most likely he'll stay on the West coast. Um, I think at linebacker, there's absolutely almost nothing out here, man. Yeah. Um, very uh, a lot of special teams guys, guys that has issues um, off the field. Older guys, um, like you said, Quan Alexander is the guy that's interesting to me. Um, I don't know what that would take though. Um, he was injured, right? That's one yeah, of the reasons why. Tore his Achilles in December. Yeah, bro. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, so there's there's not a lot of that. There's not a lot of linebackers going on. There's not a lot of. Um, there's not a lot of corners going on. Uh, so there's not too much in the free agency market right now. A lot of what's going to be signed right now is a lot of bodies uh, um, for certain positions, for depth, and for special teams. Yeah. All right. And um, one more question. I'm trying to think because I've had the question in my head. Um, the class, the last question is, is um, just in general, um, any free agent signings that surprised uh, y'all? Uh, you know, I, the last one that just signed, um, the guy to San Fran, Kelly Hyde, 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 I'm sorry. I, I yeah. you know what, he, he only had like eight sacks last year and that was like a career high for him. He hasn't been that good in his four years, five years. And uh, what was it? Seattle signed him, right? Seattle gave him a decent contract, which I thought, you know, we were going to swoop in and get him on the cheap just to join us, you know, to join Salah from San Fran. So that one kind of shocked me a little bit just recently. The one that there was, there's been a couple of signings that everything that has to do with the Bucks have surprised me because um, I, totally thought that the Bucs would lose at least one or two of their big star players because they would go elsewhere to chase the money. And these guys, uh, not only uh, they were willing to work with the team, but the team was also willing to, you know, scrape together funds to, to sign them. And they, they definitely scraped because I remember us having this conversation about, man, Bucks had to figure some way to get under the cap. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not only did they get under the cap, but they kept Sue. They kept Barrett. <laughs> they, kept, they, kept, they signed uh, um, um, uh, Levante David. I mean, I, it kind of blows my mind how they did that. They're kind of uh, raring to go, man, to, uh, to run it back, like the Chief said <laughs> the season before. Another one kind of surprised me too is the Juju signing. For him to only get eight million dollars from this from yeah. the Steelers one year, I mean this guy's still young. Um, with, especially after Galladay got all the money he got from the Giants, how did Juju not be able to get a multi-year, three-year, four-year deal? I, 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 yeah, I think I think his I think it, the the I think the um, the answer to your question is in his game. I think I think he he was um, he's shown flashes of being a great wide receiver and uh and he does have a very he's a kind of a physical guy and and he could get open 
um, the issue is after when the spotlight was on him, when the when the higher end wide receivers were taken away from near him and the spotlight was on him, his play definitely fell apart. Um yeah. I, know, without, I don't I, I, I don't, don't want to be in there. He was a different right, I, right. I don't think I don't think he is not everything you saw. I just I don't know if it's mentally i don't think if it, i don't know if that's the issue the issue is that he he does not um he doesn't he doesn't have the will to push himself to go more to be more um when the when the spotlights on him because some guys just they're not just not that you know i know with all the the the, the dancing on the on the logos and all that stuff it seems like that he's he's happy to be in the spotlight but his play says differently i don't i don't know what the deal is with that um yeah, but another have a good year at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. Um, and they were throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, so I don't get it. Um, Trent Williams to the 49ers was a big surprise for me. Um, that's a hell of a signing for a team, and that was a lot of money. <laughs> so so that was a signing for me. Um, Kenny Galladay to the Giants for $72 million. Oh my God. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I did not see that the Giants were going to come up with that kind of money. Uh, 40 of it was guaranteed, of course. Uh, what, what, uh, who else, man? Um, that was definitely, that definitely, um, surprised I mean, he's a, me. He's a number one, but he's like the lower tier number one receiver, I think, Galladay. You know, plus him being hurt, there was some word that um, not that he faked the injury, but he didn't rush back yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I would want want you on my team if you're gonna quit on your team, but hey, that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, <laughs> um, another, um, of course, with the Giants again, the Odori Jackson signing too was a surprise for me. Giving Jackson three years, thirty nine mil was was surprising to me. Um, I, I thought, I think, I think you guys would agree that you thought that he would go for less. Um, so, so that was, that was a real surprise for me. The fact that, uh, New England went ham and, and bought almost every can of milk in the store kind of bothered me. Yeah. <laughs> was, <laughs> was a big surprise in free agency for me too. So, so that, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, and I think for us, I think the fact that we got the guy, the guy at pass rush that I felt like we should have in, um, in, uh, uh, man, what's his name? How am I forgetting his name already? Um, Carl Lawson. Um, I think that was, that was a big surprise for me. And I was surprised that Joe Douglas went and spent on him, but I loved it. I, I loved the signing. Oh, here's the one I did not like whatsoever is the Raiders deal with Kenyon Drake. That to me made no sense. <laughs> they have so many other holes on that team. They do not need another running back. <laughs> they have especially a very- they have one of the best running backs in the league. Right. Yep. So I, I that I did not like at all. Um, that money they could have. Um, I don't know. <laughs> they got too many holes on defense, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. That to me did not make any sense. They lost Aguilar. I don't know if they did. They replace him at all. I don't think so. They didn't get a receiver yet, did they? No, no, they haven't. No. Yeah, I mean, they'll probably draft one because it's pretty deep with uh, wide receivers. But um, that was that was the one I I don't understand. Do not get that one at all. Yeah, there so. you go. And and Trent Williams uh, explained the story yesterday of how 
he was going to sign with the Chiefs, and but he gave uh, Shanahan the respect, and he and he texted him and said, "Listen, listen, man, I'm about to sign with the with the about to sign with the Chiefs. What's what's going on?" And Shanahan said, "I'll let you know after your dinner." And then that's when his agent uh, let him know that, yeah, we, we're coming back to the 49ers on a big deal. So if that mm-hmm. didn't happen, he was going to sign with the Chiefs with Joe Dooney, and that would have been a powerhouse. Sheesh. <laughs> hmm. So, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I see why the money went up to what it went up then, that the fact that Chiefs was in the game, that makes sense. Yeah, so there you go. All right, so now that we got all this agents, free agent stuff over with, now, now we got to get back to Watson. Um, the accusers went high, as in the twenties. Um, this this been going on for the past week and a half. Um, uh, so so how's I, I mean some 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 teams are still are still you know still asking for Watson. So so that's no diff that's no difference in that. Um, how is this going to play out, Chris? You know what? I have no idea from a, a legal standpoint, no clue, but eventually I think we're going to see the league step in. Okay. If this keeps going, which I don't see it stopping or coming to any kind of a quick uh, conclusion anytime soon. So I think the league is going to step in and probably have to put them on that exempt list or something just because, you know, they don't want this, hanging around the league. I mean, this is supposed to be a good time for the the league. And all we're talking about is Watson. You know, right now it's like free agency. You got the you got the pro days happening. And then, you know, in a month you got the draft. So this is supposed to be, you know, more of a fun time for the league. So I think eventually the league's going to step in and, you know, maybe put him on the exempt list, which I think for Deshaun Watson is not that bad of an idea because guess what? He still gets paid while he's on the exempt list. So for him, it's wonderful, you know, but for the Texans, maybe not because they're going to have to pay this guy for doing absolutely nothing, what he was planning on doing anyway. So this is really bad. And I was, you know, I was, I was watching uh, an interview with uh, McLean, the Houston reporter uh, that had all the, you know, the breaking news that they were going to, you know, they were going to trade him, but he actually said, he goes, they were planning on trading Watson before this happened, before this all came out they were planning on trading him right before the draft. And they were going to say, listen, we want three firsts. Just, just like we heard, he said it again, three first rounders, two second rounders and a starting defensive player. So that's what the plan was. And then this came in and now I don't see a team wanting to trade for him. I mean, maybe, um, maybe by the time the draft comes around and they put it out there that, Hey, we're looking to trade him now. And maybe they could get a first or a second from it. You know, I don't know what they could get now for him because who would want to trade for a guy who you don't know if is going to play this year because of, like I said, the league is going to eventually have to step in and do something. And that's the one thing they could do is put them on the exempt list. But I mean, that's not going to do anything, obviously. But I, I mean, there's really, I, sometimes I think about it. And I'm like, what is going on? I mean, I know everybody wants to think that it's all a setup and it's just women trying to go from, you know, trying to get money from this guy or the team set this up because of the trade request and all that. I mean, who knows? And that might be it. It, it. it wouldn't shock anybody, obviously, but we also have to look on the other side that 
maybe he did all these crazy things. Maybe he did. I don't know. Like, I don't know any, you know, none of us know anything, obviously. So I just keep, it's like every week we keep hearing different things and it just, it's getting crazier and crazier. So that's why I think eventually that the, the league has to step in. They got to do something, you know, to kind of, you know, put the flame, you know, quiet, slow down the flames or whatever way you want to read it. Um, so I, I could see the exemplars coming out soon for him, you know, just to kind of do something because this is ridiculous. I, I, I have tried not to comment on this thing because uh, we live in a society now where you are literally condemned um, without uh, getting uh, proper um, justice or proper, um, you know, like you know, um, you know, you know what I mean, man. Yeah, no, this I, this I... this thing this thing bothers me, and I'm not in no way trying to to to. To defend this kid at all, um, I just it just bothers me every time. It's not only for him; if everybody, whenever a story comes out, literally everybody has an opinion of what it is. You nobody has a clue of what happened. There is things about this story that makes absolutely no sense. But instead of commenting on what it may be, because nobody has the 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 truth of what happened. And it hasn't, it hasn't come, none of that stuff has really come to light other than he says he didn't do anything to anybody. And a bunch of people say he did, he did something to any, to, to, to them. Right. Exactly. I understand, I understand that the, that 14 lawsuits are filed. Um, no, none of those lawsuits, none of the papers, nothing has, has, hasn't been given to law enforcement. Law enforcement hasn't started an investigation, which, Okay, of course, it's that's weird that's, as hell. I would think that's weird that. as no. hell. <laughs> but I am not gonna say what, who did what, and when, and why. I don't know what's going on. All I know is this: that the way I, my only opinion, the only opinion I will give is the way this lawyer handled this bothers me because I'm two o'clock in the morning sending news on 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 twitter or whatever that that yeah, there's strange. that you have that <laughs> makes no sense to me it's almost like he's tr he's not trying to fight fight this thing in court at all he's trying to fight it in pub in public and normally when you're fighting stuff in public man you win because if you could if i could say the most salacious things about you in public nobody will remember anything other than that that's it. You're done. It's over. You understand me? So that's that. But again, like I said, it might be you. You. He, it might. He might be that he's been running around doing this stuff, and he will get his just dues. Because trust me, and trust and believe, the league is not gonna stand for having. I don't care how talented you are, they're not gonna stand for having a guy like that playing any position in the NFL. So. So that so that's that. Um, but I am not gonna say who did what. I don't know. I'm trying to keep my opinions to myself for most for the most part. The only thing, like I said, I said about the handling of the case by the lawyer, that's it. Other than that, let's see what happens. And I hope 
by the end of this week, we get a clearer picture because like Chris says, the longer this thing stays unresolved in the, in the media, the NFL is just getting clout. They're just getting beat up and they need to do something about this. They right. need to go in. They should be going in and investigating themselves and find out what's going on and take this kid out. Well, he's taken himself out of the game for a while. Um, you know, well, so, so anything until it becomes a, a formal law enforcement investigation. When they but, get the NF, but the NFL is the NFL and the NFL could call that call Deshaun Jackson to to New York NFL headquarters and sit right. down with his lawyer. And, hey, man, what happened? Tell us they what could, happened. But maybe his lawyer might say, listen, don't don't say a word. You know, no, we're not having any meetings yet. We're not talking about it yet until well, it becomes a law enforcement type of thing. That's when the NFL could come in and start. Okay, we need to see this. We need to see that because they have their own lawyers and their own investigation right. team. So I don't know. Um, like you said, yeah. I, I'm just going by what I've read. Uh, so it, it's it, it's gonna get it's gonna get uglier before it gets better. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just think the league has to do something because I, I I feel listen. I don't know who to feel bad for because I don't know what. You don't know <laughs> but, what's going on. Yeah, and I just, it's just horrible. It's just absolutely. And I just like I think about it. How stupid can he be to do these things to women when he's got a hot girlfriend? OK, or he's just a football player. So he could get anybody he wants. He doesn't have to force himself on anybody. I look at that end and then I look at the other end of it. Why would the team, if you know, people think, oh, the team set him up or the team is behind this or whatever, why would the team take a <laughs> chance? Sounds, sounds ridiculous. They, yeah, yeah, like why would they take a chance in getting involved with this? If they yep. if it came out that they were involved and they set him up and all this right. on their point, they'd probably have to sell the team, you know, or they would get suspect, yep. uh, fined God knows how much money. So I, it just nothing makes sense from either side. So I'm not sticking up for anybody and I'm not defending anybody. I just, I, I, I'm kind of speechless because I don't know what to think on this. It's just that from the NFL side, you know, I, I think they have to step in and, and do that, suspend them. Or what, I don't think they could suspend them. I think- No, just, they put him on the exempt list is their only, their, the only thing they could do. Yeah. And that's a good thing for him because he'll still get paid. But uh, right. I, I'm curious to see like, how how it plays out and we got the we got the draft coming up in a month like in a month what's going to happen from now until draft day if anything major happens if anything major happens worse then he probably won't get moved but if things start to get you know if start if things start to get cleared up a little bit on what happened not that i i don't think we'll find out in a month but if things get better for him in a month in some way like if they start throwing the cases out because they're fake or whatever. I'm just saying that as an example. Then you mm -hmm. might see him get moved. You know, the Texans might be like, listen, let me get this get this guy out of here. I don't care if it's real or fake. I don't go through this crap again. So I don't know. It'll be interesting the next like three, four weeks before the draft because you never know. A team might say, yeah, we'll give you this for him, you know, just to, because, I, I, you know, like they don't know what's going to happen. If it becomes a, um, a worser case, um and the, the police get involved and all that then he's going to be up shit's creek you know without a paddle basically yeah then he'll really yep. be in trouble but you know until then who knows man i it's it's just getting worse and worse and that's the bad part of it yes all right um 
that's it. I guess we got nothing else. So that's it for our podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. We do this for y'all every week. Till next time, we take a flight. Take flight. Take flight.